a perfect song for this episode and uh, I hope you're digging the music because Stick Figures music has definitely been a, uh, a tune that's been driving my personal growth and healing and development just all of it man um, yeah thank you Stick Figure thank you Plant Medicine uh, this song is called Above the Storm it's on their new album World of Fire and then towards the end of the episode, you will hear the songs Dreamland and my all-time favorite, Shelter, off of Stick Figure's album, Burial Ground. is Microverse the Mushroom Podcast. Our guest today is David Grillet from Think You Plant Medicine, and I'm super stoked for you guys to hear it. How are you doing? Doing great. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Um, I don't remember how I came across you on Instagram, but I thought it was really awesome. And you've been very high energy, um, just happy, happy go lucky. So I'm pretty excited to do this. Tell us, tell us what um, Thank You Plant Medicine is all about. Like, it's a campaign. Uh, and you were inspired to do it in some awesome ways. So why don't you give us that story? Whew. Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure to, to share with you. 
um, here. <laughs> so I, uh, bueno, I'm not sure where the story begins, but I went to the World Ayahuasca Conference in June in Spain. And there, you know, very much similar to the, to the mushroom community, I believe, it, it, it attracted this very interesting uh, people from around the world, from all walks of life, who were concerned about, about the planet and about, you know, personal and collective health. And, uh, and I went to the, to the event wondering, like, what is it that I could bring to this community? You know, what, what is the little grain of salt that I can bring uh, to, to this beautiful community that, uh, because ayahuasca has really done a lot for me. It's, it's, uh, it's helped me heal. Magic mushrooms, similarly, uh, have helped me see how much light I have inside of myself, helped me see uh, that I can that I can believe in myself and that I can rise up to be a leader and I can make good things happen on this planet. So in this uh, spirit of gratitude, I wanted to give back to the community and at the, uh, nearing the end of the event, we were in a little room with, uh, Rick Doblin, who's the founder of, of maps, which is, uh, one of the main psychedelic, uh, organizations. And he was, he was talking about how, the main barrier in his work and for, for psychedelics being accepted in society in general is the stigma. The stigma that is heavy, right? You can't, you can't talk openly about it and for fear of judgment and uh, you can't share your experiences. People, people have all these ideas about it. It's illegal in many places. You can go to jail and this and that, right? So he was saying that we should, we should look at the gay rights movement and what they were, were able to do in the 70s and 80s by really standing up together and, you know, marching together and uniting everywhere into one voice and, uh, and how, you know, then little by little, of course, it wasn't easy, but little by little, the legislation started changing in one state, the other, and the culture started shifting around it some celebrities uh, came out and, and now it's, it's widely accepted, right? Uh, To be, to be homosexual. It's not seen as a bad thing, at least for, I'd say for, for for most people. So, so an idea was being born in my head and, and I, and I put up my hand at the end of the talk and I said, Rick, what do you think if we did a coming out campaign among everyone who's benefited from, plant medicines or mushrooms or psychedelics, what if everyone on the same day said thank you and told their story, right? Would this not uh, combat the stigma and really create, uh, create waves on social media and bring a lot of attention to the fact that there's extremely promising scientific studies? The fact that many of the top CEOs and business people are, are doing it and, you know, credit it for being able to think outside the box and see things in a different way. And the fact that it's actually a very pervasive thing in our society, but it's just so stigmatized. So he, he said, this is a great idea. Yeah, we should do this. And a few other of the leaders in the room said, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So, so my mind was, you know, racing and we walked down from that room into the final talk of the conference, which was ayahuasca and the future of society. And one person on the panel was saying, uh, we need to be patient and we need to be humble and we need to integrate the teachings. And another person was saying, you know, until the noose of capitalism is off of our necks, you know, nothing will change in the society. And then another person was saying, we need to collaborate and we need to, you know, see how we can work together. But I turned to my friend John and I was like, you know, this is, this is all a bit fluffy, right? Like, where's the action? Where's the really like engaging this beautiful community into action to, to make things happen. And they said, uh, we have 10 minutes. If anyone has a question for us before the closing ceremony, uh, it's the microphone is yours. So I, I said to John, you know, maybe we should present this, this idea to, to the crowd. And he said, go for it, go, go, go. So, 
I kind of uh, took a deep breath and made my way to the front of the auditorium, which had about a thousand people, you know, all like scientists and shamans and, you know, therapists and artists. And I, and I said, you know, this question is for you. And I turned to the crowd and I said, me personally, I don't share about how much ayahuasca has helped me or how much mushrooms have helped me on my social media because I don't see any of my friends talking about it and I'm afraid of what people will say of me. What happens if we all came out together on the same day saying, thank you, plant medicine, you know, and this is why and just telling the truth. And the idea was very well received. And like shortly after like 40 or 50 people made their way to stream down the audience and gave me their contact information. We're like, brother, this is a great idea. You can count on me. And I've been working with this for 12 years and I haven't told my family and, and I love this idea. And I thought of this idea and like, let's do this. And so since then we've been reaching out to communities in the cannabis world, in the mushroom world, in ayahuasca, in Iboga, which is, you know, an African plant that, that's healing lots of people from addictions and also with San Pedro uh, and peyote. And almost everyone is saying like, what a great idea. Let's do this. You can count on us. So the, all these different families are uniting together into a shared cause, which is not to preach. It's just to tell the truth about what has happened to you and be thankful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good stuff cuz um I can just tell you in the couple months that I've been like launching this podcast um it's all on Instagram. That's like I mean I email like companies and professors and stuff like that and reach out in that way but it, it's it's just it's building and building and building and that's like the number one comment that I get or the feedback once people start listening to this is like wow thank you like just hearing somebody else talk about this is so refreshing and like gives me hope because it's everything that i've wanted to talk to people about but i just don't because you you're not going to go to work and start talking to people about your healing experiences through psychedelic use because it's definitely illegal it's definitely something that not everybody has been into we all grew up being told you're not gonna be like very smart if you go down that path and take those and they coupled using mushrooms and acid and with people that use heroin and shit like that so it's it's good yeah it's it's really that's really cool that um you got the thumbs up from rick doblin and all those leaders to do that i didn't know that part of your story (laughs) yeah yeah thank you yeah it was it's it was super special to be at such an event that that brings together people that really care about about, uh, you know, about ayahuasca. And I I, want to start attending more of these events because what I, one thing I saw is like the power of coming together in person with people who share your, your values and beliefs. And there's just almost like a, an electric kind of synergy synergies happen and all different collaborations and partnerships pop up. And I'm sure you've, you've, you've found that, um, the people that you interact with for your podcast and your audience and stuff, it's like you, to some degree, like once you try this stuff, your, 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 your big ego and sense of self, like kind of erodes a little bit and you're more, you're more just like caring and loving and sensitive to, to the collective and willing to talk to everyone and seeing this, the preciousness of every person. Yeah, like this podcast is me. Like I'm putting it together, but I'm being really careful with my words because I don't want this. How do I describe this? It's your the ego thing. That's a really good point is because like this is for us. This is for all of us to have a platform, to have a voice, to get our message out there of healing and love and support and just all of the positive to shed away the negativity that was placed on plant medicines by people with ulterior motives that honestly probably don't care about humans in the way that you and I do. Like that we're coming from a place of love and it's, yeah, it's really cool. We're, we're, we're a family. <laughs> yeah. And thank you. Thank you for your work and in, in starting a podcast on, on, on this topic. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And I look forward to, uh, watching it grow and, and listening to it. Thanks, man. Um, so you're in Costa Rica, right? Yes. 
why don't you uh, why don't you tell us what you're doing down there? You want, sure. How it everything goes there. I am. I have a. I have an online job called environmental IT consultant. So I decided to move to a place where I could be the happiest. Um, I think that we are very much like plants or like mushrooms, where we each have an environment that can really be most conducive to our own growth. And so for me, it's Costa Rica because I can surf every day. The weather's great. It's a peaceful country. And, and I also love the Latin culture. It's so community oriented and inviting each other for dinner and open door policy. And instead of the, well, I grew up in Canada in the suburbs and you know, it's very much everyone builds their own little life within has a, a, a yard and a fence and you rarely talk to your neighbors if ever. And it's right. just very much uh, the, on building your own, your own life, your own personal, you know, accumulate your own belongings and stuff. But I love that the Latinos are more community oriented. So I'm super happy here. been living here for six years and I have a number of uh, a number of, like side projects. For example, I've organized uh, beach cleanups now for several years, organized over a hundred beach cleanups. I organize a salsa dancing club. Uh, I'm working with a friend on building a eco-friendly housing development for low income families. And, uh, and now with the, with the thank you plant medicine, it's almost like a full-time job, but we have, we have over, we have over 300 volunteers working with us. So we've set up all these different teams by region and by, uh, by like category, like organizational reach out and social media and Facebook, Instagram, uh, content creation, uh, contacting the traditional press. Uh, and basically it's been such a fun, a fun project because every single person who joins it is like has like fire in their eyes and fire in their hearts because because plant medicine saved their lives from you know from bulimia or from crippling depression or from you know PTSD or chronic pain or you know a, like a digestive problem that they've had for 20 years or all different issues yeah. and the common the common thread is that this has helped me what can i do to to raise awareness. So are you looking for more people to help right now or are you open for more people? Yeah, we're looking for as many people as possible to get involved. So where do they go to contact you for that? Well, the easiest way is to just message our Facebook page. Thank you, Plant Medicine. Just message our page and then we can, we have an an automatic response that will send you basically all the information about where, how do you volunteer, um, et cetera, and more about the campaign. And we also have a Facebook group that is very active called Thank You Plant Medicine Community. And, oh man, it, today I almost got tears in my eyes because people just from South Africa and Japan and, you know, Ireland, everywhere are publishing like, hey guys, like, thanks for inviting me to the group. Like, this is what happened to me. Like, I was on the edge of, you know, death with this. And then, and I took Iboga and it changed my life. Like, I'm here to help and I have an open heart. I'm here to help everyone like much love from Ireland or whatever. So it's, cool. it's a beautiful place to interact with the, the community. It's worldwide. <laughs> yeah. um, ah, shit. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, that's really cool. So it's everyone across the world is now contact. That's what I wanted to ask. When did you start this? Like what, how long have you been working on it? We started this, for example, June 15th, approximately June 15th, we published a video asking for 35 volunteers. This year? Yeah, so that was like less than six months ago. Like right around the time that Denver and Oakland decriminalized plant medicines and mushrooms. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 very much something that's happening everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. it's happening everywhere. (laughs) And actually, we're, uh-huh. we're, we're working with the leaders from uh, Decrim Oakland, Decrim Denver. We're, we're talking with okay. them and, and like synergizing. Yeah. 
that's this is really cool like um there needs to be a a unified collective campaign to prove to the world that like the users of plant medicines are loving cared individuals that are, you know just to shed the truth be like look guys like this is what it is and let's all just help each other and live to be better and progress our human race into the next level of consciousness really <laughs> that's how i kind of see it yeah you beautifully express what we're trying to do here uh that's you you hit the nail on the head there um so do you have any uh specific like stories you want to share of either your own healing or other people you've seen or heard about their healings with plant medicines uh sure i would be happy to um well the 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 first the first strong experience i had with plant medicine is is an interesting one I was traveling in Mexico in a, in a Volkswagen van with my best friend in uh, near Puerto Escondido in Oaxaca, Mexico in the Southwest, which is a, a legendary surf spot. And I had a very severe ear infection and I, and I basically lost hearing in one ear for, for about a month. And uh, a local friend told us, you know, have you heard that, Near here is a very sacred place uh, to experience the Nino Santos, the the saintly children, which is what they call the mushrooms. And he basically convinced us to go with him up into the mountains to an indigenous village and and experience the the mushrooms there. So we hopped into a van with uh, with a few friends, and I really had done nothing like this, like. I may have tried mushrooms once before, but had only a very mild uh, effect. But we we fasted for for a couple of days, like only eating like fruits and water. And then the day of, we we didn't eat anything, and we took a a van like up like six hours into the mountains to a little town called San Jose del Pacifico, which since then has become quite famous through some people making some YouTube videos on it, but. It's a little town in the mountains where the indigenous people they find mushrooms in the in the in the landslides in like secret places in the landslides and they the mushrooms always grow in families of 7 and so you you visit like an indigenous family and they they come here okay for you and then they take out like a leaf that has seven mushrooms in it. Some of them are huge, some of them are medium, some of them are small, and they all kind of grow together. So <laughs> each, person, each person gets a family. And uh, we rented a little, a little house in a completely isolated area where it was just like misty jungle valley, like de- looking down the valley as far as your eye could see, it was misty jungle and looking up the valley as far as your eye could see, just misty infinite jungle. So you had no sense of like how high you were yeah. and no one around at all, just the sound of birds and the buzzings of exotic insects. And we took the mushrooms there and it was, it was such a strong experience of completely completely forgetting who I was and just traveling in alternate realities and being in like Lord of the Rings scenes. At some point I thought my friend was a plant and I started pouring water on him and he got upset. (laughs) Um, But it uh, like I noticed that every single plant is moving always. Yes. And this is something I then carried with me into my, into my, for the rest of my life is like, if you look at any, like any leaf, any bush, any flower, any tree, it's always swaying and, and moving. I often wonder, um, I'm a forester, so I'm out around trees every single day. Um, I often wonder 
how many times I'm looking at a tree when it's moving, but it's not the wind that's moving it. Like, do plants move on their own? Which I'm, they do, they, they grow, you know? Um, and that's a really interesting thing to look at when you're like looking at a big old line of trees and it's like, which one of you are actually moving right now and not being pushed by the wind? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it, for some reason, this was very impactful for me to to become become sensitive in a new way to how living our natural world is and how they're they're reaching out you know for more sunlight for more wind for more nutrients dancing around playing and uh so it was a very very special experience and i i felt like i was down downloading you know ancient languages and the, my notebook the next day was filled with like dwilf, nwilf, dwilf, dilv, lilv, nilv. <laughs> and uh, that's elf language, sir. <laughs> so, so it was basically it, it opened me up to seeing that, wow, like there's so much more out there than I, than I thought. And what I know is such a small, a small thing. And so then fast forward this year in January, I tried ayahuasca for the first time. And to me, to me, the effect is quite similar to a strong mushroom trip. But being able to do it sitting around in a circle with the accompaniment of music from different people, it, it gives it a, a structure that I, that I really enjoy. And I, I was able to like, for example, a question that I had was, why is it that I care so much what people think of me? Why is it that I always care so much about what people think of me? And in the ayahuasca ceremony, I, I remembered that when I was about five years old, I had just transitioned from living in France to living in Canada. And I had just gone to a new school and I arrived in the classroom and I didn't know anyone. And I, rem I remembered being there. And I remembered feeling like everyone kind of knew each other except for me. I was the outsider. And I thought, how am I going to make friends here? You know, how, how can I make friends here? And what I decided on was what I need to do is I need to be sensitive to what other people want to see and then act accordingly. And this will be my strategy for making friends. So I just paid attention to my classmates and to what they wanted to see and tried to act accordingly. And that's how I made my first friends. And so what I realized was that this basic strategy that I decided on when, as a five-year-old became almost like one of my main strategies in the way my mind works for how to interact socially. And so in, in the ceremony, I was able to tell myself like, thank you, David. Thank you to your mind for like deciding on the strategy to that helped you make your first friends. Like, thank you. That was so helpful for you in those fragile times. But now you don't need to think about what other people think. It doesn't need to be your main social strategy because it's, it's limiting you. It's limiting you to as far as like stepping up and following your heart and speaking out what you believe and like doing public speaking and, uh, and this kind of thing. It's, it's very much limiting you. So, Let's release that. You know, you don't need it anymore. You don't need to carry this fear with you. So these are the kind of very interesting insights that you can get. And I've, since then, I felt much lighter. And I think it was probably in part because of that, that on that day, in that auditorium, I had the chance to grab the microphone in front of a thousand people. And of course, all kinds of doubts came into my mind. But sure. Before that experience, I would have been like, no, it's not quite the right time. And I would have had some logical reasoning because of my, because of the underlying fear of like, but what will, you know, what will people think of me? I'm going to look like an idiot, you know, but just it, it, it tipped the scales in the other direction. And I think we have, we have all kinds of opportunities like that in our, in our life to, to really go out of our way and do something really special and really good. And it can be just almost like a small, a small internal difference of the way that you deal with the fear 
can like tip the scales in, in the other direction to pursuing something that you really believe in. So I'm so thankful for, for plant medicines, for what they've done for me, for, for flowering as a leader. And, uh, and then I've seen countless other examples. Like I can, I can go on with other examples if you're interested, but, but, uh, uh, those were my personal ones. That's great, man. Um, the personal experiences are always the best because you give them those details, right? Uh, I had, why do I care? I had an experience. So let me give a backstory. Growing up, I grew hair on like my legs and my chest and my arms, like way before any other guy did. So I was like super conscious about that. And like, I tried like shaving it a lot like in high school like early high school and like just there's a lot of like self-insecurities that came with that and so um uh, my junior year of high school i had a mushroom experience where i i took a like pretty close to a heroic dose i didn't know what that was so it was like five grams at the time um and it went bad it like I had been doing psychedelics for a while before this and everything was great and I loved it. And, um, I was just being really creative and exploring music through a different, you know, like consciousness really. Um, but during this experience, I, it, every, my whole world just kind of started flipping inside out. And I was like viewing myself through the eyes of everyone else looking around, like through, it was a really weird experience. I don't, I don't know if I can explain that right now. But what ended up happening, everyone left and I was alone and I was laying in a bed and I was like, I'm just going to try to sleep. But then I don't know what happened. I like ran in the bathroom and looked in the mirror and I thought I looked like a lion. Like I was me, but like I had taken a shower and like something clicked and I was just like, I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> like, no, like I'm a human. I'm like, I'm an amazing human being and so is everybody else. And I'm just going to love people and try to like grow the best like honest self I can be and just be empathetic and all of that. But it was literally that moment. And like, from that point on, I didn't care. It was like, I just, it, I just had this totally new, like positive perspective on life in the world. And it's kind of just grown ever since then. It's interesting. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, totally. That's, that's my, uh, my self reflection right there. <laughs> I had a question. Um, when you did, I, this is something I don't, really hear people talk about too much when they say that they've done ayahuasca and you did it like in a ceremony setting where did you do it like uh so however you want to describe like the setting and then like who made it and like what was it made out of because i know there's like different ways to make it i've never tried it so it'd be nice to hear your end of that yeah so here in costa rica we're we're really lucky because there are some some shamans that come from Peru and Colombia and that bring the, the medicine, you know, on, on the plane. And it's, it's not exactly a, a illegal here, actually. In fact, there's a few, there's a few legal centers, but it's, it's kind of a gray area. But anyways, th there's, there's a number of, of places here where these ceremonies are offered in a safe container. And so, the, the times that I did it were with Peruvian shamans who have been studying uh, with ayahuasca for 20 plus years and they, they cook the medicine themselves. And, you know, it's a, it's a combination of two different plants, which it's a, a bark of a vine and also a, a bush. And it's a bit of a mystery, even like how they found out that those two together makes, you know, such a, a special substance, but they cook them together for, I think like 20 hours, like singing, singing the whole time, singing and mixing and cooking. And it becomes a very concentrated thing. And then they bring a, a few bottles to Costa Rica and the, uh, the ceremony is usually five to seven hours. And it starts with the shaman uh, whistling and singing and, and bring calling kind of calling in the spirit of mother ayahuasca. And then, and then it opens up to other musicians in the group who, who play different songs. And it's, your senses become so heightened. 
every pluck of the guitar string, it can be the most exquisite, you know, interesting thing. And it brings on visions. And so you, you travel and, and ayahuasca has a magic way of opening you up musically. And this is another amazing thing that has happened to me that I can't possibly explain to you the, the impact that this has had on my life, but I've been just kind of stuck with guitar plateaued ever since college playing the same five songs and knowing that I enjoy, like I enjoy guitar, but I've always thought that, but you know, I have a terrible voice and I just can't hear tones and I, I suck. And like, it's, it's not for me. And I'm, you know, this and that, all these stories, right? Well, in that, in this kind of setting, all the stories go out the window and you just fall into the music and, and you start, you can accompany the music with an egg shaker with little drums. And so I've been absolutely reborn as a musician through ayahuasca. It's unbelievable. And now, uh, now I'm playing in the ceremonies and people are like, Oh my God, what a beautiful song. Unbelievable. I'm singing sounds that I never thought that I could possibly sing. And it's, it's pure, it's pure like channeling and like, and, and, and being in the present moment of just like feeling the music with your entire body and just letting it flow out of you without, without the filter of your intellect thinking like, Oh, is this too high? Is this too low? Is this on key or this? No, all that goes out the window and you just become one with the music. And it's a, such an exquisite state of flow and being able to express yourself like that, it's so pleasurable and fulfilling. And this is something that I'm seeing over and over in ayahuasca ceremonies is like someone who has never sung in their life suddenly gets called by the shaman to sing a song and they just straight up let it out. And it's the most unbelievable song you've ever heard. And a musician is born, you know? Yeah. So that's a really cool thing about it, actually. <laughs> good man that's really awesome and actually sting you know sting is still like a prolific musician and he he says it's because of ayahuasca like he when, when asked like why do you still produce great music he says i take the right drugs like <laughs> and he comes down regularly to costa rica to drink ayahuasca very cool so it's and i'm sure many famous musicians do it too because it's there's a very special connection between music and ayahuasca but Actually, there's a very special connection between sound and healing, even in like, for example, Tibetan meditation, you know, the medit like the meditation, you, you, you're brought into a meditative state through repetitive songs and through gongs and bells and flutes. And they've known for thousands of years, the connection between music and mindfulness and and now there's even scientific studies showing that the right vibrations sent to cancerous cells will kill cancerous cells. So totally it's that. it's so interesting, right? How sound, you know, sound and healing are kind of dance together. Yeah, especially when it comes from like deep within yourself too. And so sounding that's just that's really cool i'm a musician first and foremost and like when i was growing up my dream was like i'm gonna be a rock star and then i i've had opportunities to be in bands and travel the country and like do that but i've always kind of just trusted my gut that that wasn't the route i was supposed to take like yeah it would be super fun and super self-fulfilling but I needed to go to school. I, I just, no, I want to go to school. Like, I don't even care if it's the pressure of like the world telling me I need to do that or whatever, but like in my gut, I know I need to go. And I think I made the right choice because now I'm in this position here where I have this podcast going and um, music for me is healing in and of itself because whenever I'm happy whenever I'm upset whenever I have a lot of anxiety if I pick up my guitar and zone into it like I'm good you know it helps me get out that aggression that angst that everything that weighs me down and even though I walk away like still maybe upset at least like that music and the channeling of the energy like I, for those of you who've never been in a room with a guitar amplifier and you're blasting it right like 
you could be sweating by the time you're done just from the airwaves coming through like that stuff pounds you especially when you crank it up loud like the, the uh, it's interesting and um that's cool to hear you say that that like with how it's a healing thing that's why i've kind of opened up on this show um it's for bands and anyone who has music to send it my way so i can feature it because it's part of this you know like it's that connection is there for sure <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful that you that you were able to find that companion, you know, music as a way to express yourself uh, throughout your life. It's, it's a blessing. Yeah, I was three years old and I was laying on the ground in the house we lived in in Michigan at the time. And I had a little CD player and the two CDs I had were a greatest hits records or a greatest hits CD of the cars. And um, it was like 1995, so like 311's uh, blue, like self-titled album. I had those two when I was three, and that's what like launched me in the music. <laughs> I think there was like a Disney sing-along one there too, or something. But yeah, that's where it all began. I, I, I personally, I think like everyone is a musician. You just don't know it yet. And what's cool is that there's so many different instruments, right? Like there's some flutes where like all you have to do is just blow and you know move your fingers around. It's very easy. And there's different drums and the triangle and and piano and like like I think that in in the ideal world like everyone would pick up an instrument and and find the one that that resonates with them and then we could all just like jam together in you know, one symphony of life. You gotta not care. You just, it's, it goes back to that. That's the central issue, like caring too much what other people think. Like, I can't tell you like the stories I've seen and heard myself, like of plants and fungi helping people to understand that they are, they're self-worth, you know? Um, it's, I've, even today, like even through all this healing and like everything I go through that, and how I like have confidence and all that. I still like when I go out and play guitar in front of people, I get nervous. We all get nervous. And like, I don't play as well as uh, immediately as well as like if, if I'm sitting right here on this couch. Eventually it comes out and I get calm and I'm getting better at that. But yeah. <laughs> so thank you, plant medicine. Um, we've been talking about psychoactive plants and fungi, but are we also including non-psychoactive as well? Like all the healing properties of every type of mushroom that's not a psilocybin mushroom, you know? And for even for like the ecological healing that mushrooms can do with like oyster mushrooms being micro-remedial. Yeah, well, that's so important. Um, the, the spirit of it is that everyone can, can come out with whatever story that they want that they're grateful for having to do with plant medicines. But the, the strategic focus uh, of us as the organizers is to really focus on the communities that, that work with plants that are illegal, you know, and that are really stigmatized. And that makes sense. So we're, we're mainly reaching out to like the psilocybin community, the cannabis community, the ayahuasca community, the, Iboga, San Pedro, Peyote. Um, but this is this is only a very limited, uh, like this is only very limited uh, percentage of the you know plants and fungi that are beneficial for humanity. Obviously, well, yeah. so. But all the other ones that I just listed are not illegal, and they're not. There's no stigma on them. People aren't educated on them nearly as much as they should be, but you can widely, openly talk about that without scrutiny as opposed to all of the consciousness healing ones that force you to face your demons, face everything within you that's causing this turmoil and causing gray matter to exist in your brain because it's just such a traumatic experience you had that it's locking it all up and you're walking around with this constant not in your gut and you know it, it kind of just helps bring all that to the surface and it's a really really beautiful empowering experience that everyone can have with it um if it's i mean i guess there's some people that it wouldn't be right for but you know with the right set and setting and intentions and all of that there's great success that's been happening for 
arguably since humans have existed, you know? Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're very powerful tools. They need to be used carefully, mm-hmm. you know, just like a, just like a Porsche, you know, you know, it can, it can kill someone if used in the wrong way. But, but you know, if someone, if one person out of a thousand dies in like a, an accident with a sports car, you never say like, Oh, these sports cars should be illegal. No, you say like, Oh no, but they weren't using it in the right way. And it's, it's, it's silly that, that these plants are, are illegal. Right. Like we, we have a, such a symbiotic relationship with, with plants in that, you know, we, we eat them for, for survival. We breathe in what they breathe out. Why, why can't we use them for our, you know, to healing, for healing our minds? Like, why is that illegal? It's a very kind of silly, strange thing. Yeah. So, so incre- increased, increased awareness will, uh, will make the stigma disappear. Awesome. Awesome. So again, tell us the date and where to learn more about Thank You Plant Medicine and where to keep up with you like online. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not sure if I even mentioned the date yet. So <laughs> we're coming out on February 20th, 2020. Perfect. That's the day where, where we're going to create a wave of gratitude on social media saying thank you plant medicine and each sharing our story using uh yeah using the hashtag thank you plant medicine so if you want to if you want to be a part of uh of of this movement contact us on facebook thank you plant medicine is our page or join our facebook group thank you plant medicine community we also have a group in spanish called gracias plantas medicinales and we're also on, on Instagram. And through, through our Facebook, you'll find the volunteer sign-up form. Uh, so if you want to actually like join the team, we'll hop on a call with you. We'll figure out you know, what would be the best fit. We'll put you on a team. And we have, we have an amazing family of volunteers that you'll have a lot of fun uh, working with us to, to reach out. And uh, it's, it's very much like kind of like a mycelium network right? Like the, the plant medicine families around the world, they're, they're all, they're all connected and they're all have the, the best interest of the planet at, at heart. So, uh, so yeah, please uh, get connected with us and let's, let's make some magic happen together. Cause it's, it's hard to do things by yourself, but when you get together with like-minded people, you know, anything is possible. So that's the spirit of this. That's really awesome, man. Um, thank you for all of that work you're doing there. And I definitely want to have you back on the show, like maybe like a week before to 2020. To 2020, 2020, That's oh, so exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your work. That's <laughs> cool. Thank um, you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Cool. Again, this is Sheltered by the band Stick Figure. You just heard Dave Grillet from Think You Plant Medicine. This is Mycoverse, the Mushroom Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like, link, share. Dare to be amazing.